Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name is Tori. My name's Taylor Shea. And I have a case of the sillies. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to start recording two I minutes had. ago. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden you just looked at me like, why are you talking? I'm like, because you're supposed to introduce. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, we're, we're having a good day. We yeah. went and got our toes done. Uh, fun yeah. things. Um, we have a fun time tonight. We're going to hang out with Erin. Shout out Erin. So excited. So excited. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. Been a good, it's been a pretty good week. It's been I've, a pretty I've, good week. I've, I've had a lot of yeah. good good times, you know. Yeah. Fun stuff. So, you know, we're we're doing good things. Um, the yeah. Duggar episodes are finally finished, released. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying this now as if this is not going to be released a week after the last Duggar episode. Yeah. But but I'm glad to be out of Duggar hell because I hate it. Thanks. I hate thanks, it. Thanks. I hate it there. Thanks. But I hate it. Oh, however, my God. I've made my own personal hell because for no fucking reason, I cannot understand why my brain latched on to this particular mm-hmm. like. Well, it's a crime. Like, if all these things are true, they're crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the internet drama that's happening right now with uh, Colleen, Colleen Ballinger, mm-hmm. um, Miranda Sings, being exposed. <clears throat> I have watched so much content about this really that have. I could probably do a full deep dive into all of this and could explain almost every controversy and, like, the timeline of these events at this mm-hmm. point. Because I have consumed so much material of it. Mostly, I think, probably... Because, one, it's still so baffling to me that, like, people aren't taking condemning. It seriously? Yeah, that they're not taking it seriously, that this person is still on tour, that she literally did a fucking ukulele apology mm-hmm. video, like, ma- making fun of her victims, and that she still exists and is still on tour right now, and it's mm-hmm. not even canceled. But also because I think I really like Adam McIntyre as a person, mm-hmm. and that I see so much incredible like healing energy from Mm. this person and that although he's so very young to be dealing with Mm. all of these things and he was so young when these crimes were happening Mm -hmm. to him but that he has really taken on everything in such a mature and vulnerable Mm -hmm. way that i think that that could also be why i've consumed so much content Mm -hmm. is being able to like see him tell his own story Mm -hmm. is really empowering for someone who like i do tell my own story but i don't tell my own story to nearly as great a detail Mm -hmm. as that yeah um for the most part just for safety reasons as Mm -hmm. well as like just i don't know like i don't think i've ever really had the opportunity or the feeling the full need Mm -hmm. to go through and like talk about everything that i like Mm -hmm. and he's even saying there's still things that haven't been released Mm -hmm. and that he doesn't know if he ever wants to release Mm -hmm. or things like that but to just see someone talk about what they went through in such an impactful and empowering way and to be able to say like yes this did happen this person needs to be held accountable and i'm not gonna allow lies Mm -hmm. to continue yeah so like i don't know so like that's been my brain rabbit hole for a little while that i'm hoping to slowly like reach and get out of Mm -hmm. and stop obsessing over i've just been watching drag race yeah no smoking a lot of weed watching a lot of drag race no, I, other than that, I've just been watching, like, Harley Quinn cartoons. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We're, yeah. I mean, like, it's funny, because we're sitting here, we're talking, like, oh, I've been watching cartoons, this, that, and the other, and, like, I've been watching, like, smoking a lot of weed. Like, we're both good. Like, we're actually, I think, yeah. for once, we're both pretty okay. Yeah, I'm mostly fine. I'm just going through, like, career growing pains. Yeah. And, like, just, like, I don't know, like, I know I f- I'm, have, like, a big journey ahead of me, and that career changes are going to be happening, but I'm, like... I don't know. I just feel like I'm so ready to like start taking towards next steps mm. where I feel more creatively fulfilled mm. and that I feel like my skill set is being genuinely used more. Mm. So I'm just kind of like, eh, just like mildly going through it with like, just like meh yeah. career stuff. But that's usually yeah. my constant journey as someone yeah. who would like to not be poor and is poor. Yeah. And also would like to be my own boss or like be able to like work have a from career. Home, do hours. Yeah. Work from You know home what I really like? Uh, so this person I was hanging out with, she is salary at her job <laughs> and I am so fucking jealous of that because yeah. she was like, yeah, I can kind of make my own hours as long as like, you know, I get my work done. And I was like, you lucky fucking bitch yeah. because like I, <laughs> I wish like yeah. I can't like if I go in three hours late to work, I miss those three fucking hours yeah. where this bitch is just getting and like, I'm not saying that in a mean mm-hmm. way. Like I'm very proud of her for what she does, but like yeah. for fuck's sake, dude, like I want to be, be nice. fucking salary. Like, and great. Like I get OT and she probably doesn't. And you know, all the, yeah. there's, you know, shift differential to whatever. And, yeah. but like, and cons but everything. at the end of the day, I would love to like be salary and know 
that I could, no matter what I, I mean, there's pros and cons yeah. to both, you know, but like, I feel like I'd rather be salary because then I know how much I'm getting and I don't have to worry about like when mm-hmm. I take my sick time, yeah. it's gonna because de- yeah. like when I take my sick time at work, it decreases because I take a shift differential. I don't get that for my sick time. Yeah. So if I take off two weeks, like I took off those two weeks before when my ex was down, mm-hmm. like I, I got paid my minimum, my, my, my minimum rate, which was, yeah. you know, my base rate, which is fine. But then I lost out on like mm-hmm. $300 that pay cycle because I didn't have that shift differential. Yeah. So being salary will be great. Anyway. Off this tangent, um, the normal fun adult things of like, mm -hmm. sucks being an adult when you're not just obscenely wealthy and doing. We had a we also had a moment when we went to go buy a bottle of wine for Aaron's barbecue later, and we were I was like I can buy alcohol. Yeah, like I'm like I'm 24. Jesus. Also, like very sad, sad to say, like least relaxing pedicure ever because of the oh people my God. That were there but also i was so stressed out by what they were playing on the tv because it was some sort of like reality tv show and all of these people were it was like called ex- dubai bling oh, okay it was like they were absurdly wealthy mm-hmm. and like their problems were not to the point where necessary. they were like having like a a fu- like a like an auction yes. of their own jewelry. Yep, and they were literally saying crazy shit. Like they had a, this one woman had a whole fucking closet of like Birkin bags and was like, "I would rather sell my wedding jewelry than have any person try to touch one of these Birkin bags." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What fucking psycho are That's you?" That's how expensive they That's are. That's how. Oh my god! Like so much money. Like the wealth was just oozing out of meanwhile, the TV. I'm like, and I couldn't fucking handle meanwhile, it. Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, my $15 bag I got from Shein is ripping. I guess I can use some extra embroidery thread to patch it up, I guess. Yes. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm like, it's hot as fuck out. Let me go in my closet and get a tank top. Mm, all of them are dirty. Guess what I'm doing? Wearing dirty <laughs> tank top. I'm like, yeah. oops. Like, <laughs> like, I fucking okay. wish. I like, I don't have your rich people problems. <laughs> but then I was like trying to hyper focus on the TV so I wasn't annoyed by the people that were there. But I'm like, now I'm just getting more angry. It was like literally i've never been more unrelaxed at this one relaxing activity that we do once every like six weeks yeah yeah it was great it was wonderful although it is expensive and things like that like that adds up money wise over time but like i hate doing my own toenails so well it's one of those things that like it's here's the thing we don't get our hair done often no. we like like if i can look at mine like i we do our own our own fingernails yep. i wax my own eyebrows i you know i dye my own hair mm-hmm. i bleach my own hair i yep. pluck i you know I, like i wax my eyebrows i you know do my own skincare like we don't mm-hmm. do anything i mean you get massages every once in a while yeah but it's like, like in a, a hot minute yeah um you know so we don't do anything like professionally because we're broke as fuck mm-hmm. so spending i think my pedicure normally with tip is $52 Same. for a gel. Yeah. So it's like $52 every six weeks yeah. is not that bad thing. But if you split that up, it's almost 10 bucks a week. We we spend that going out to eat. That's if we true. really wanted to budget, we yeah. would just not fucking go out to eat. Cause that's yeah, something that's, that's like, it's a priority. And like, I've had people <clears throat> in my yeah. life be like, I'm confused as to why you will you go and get your nails get a, done. Yeah. And instead of go out to eat for your friend's birthday. Maybe it's because that's what she wanted to fucking do. Yes. Sorry, I'm not mad. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Oh, like, that's literally what I asked to do. Like, okay, like, don't put it in terms of, like, not even the going out to eat for her friend's birthday, mm-hmm. which that was not your suggestion. That wasn't even my suggestion. Mm-hmm. I was taking a nap and was woke up like, hey, you want to go do this thing? Which was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but still, like, that was not my original plan. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just the fact of, like... What are you going to choose to budget out? Like, oh, going out to eat or getting your nails done, which was it the you experience? And mm-hmm. I was like, I completely understand this choice. Like, mm-hmm. exactly. This is not a question to me. And I was like, yeah, one is a thing that I do for myself mm-hmm. because most of the time I live alone and I have to do for myself. The mm-hmm. other is mostly because they probably wanted you to pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Hmm. I'm a yeah. <clears throat> shut my mouth because I have a lot of fucking feelings. I'm so not, what, but... <laughs> so, what, so yeah. what are we doing in this case? <laughs> so we're going to talk about more shit men. Love so... it. Hey, just real quick. Men ain't shit. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, you know who Do I'm better. talking about. Yeah. Do better. Do be better. better. Men ain't you shit. You ain't going to get better, though. <laughs> 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 but all right. So trigger warning for this we are going to talk about domestic violence Woo! and um sorry wait wait it's <laughs> so inappropriate <laughs> sorry i'm sorry okay i said woo because i like that we're actually getting like we yeah. i like that we actually talked about doing more dv heavy cases yeah. and more abuse heavy cases i feel like we're actually doing that which yes. makes me very happy anyway yeah so we're gonna talk about a somewhat recent-ish case that's happened during like covid time um 
domestic yeah. violence, strangulation, Oof. kind of trigger warnings, but also like, ugh, this is such a frustrating case. So we're going to talk about the murder of Alexis Sharkey. I feel like that last name sounds familiar. It probably should. So Alexis Sharkey online seemed like someone with the perfect life. Mm -hmm. She grew up in Youngsville, PA, and took her degree in biology, nutrition, and psychology from the University of Pittsburgh at Bradford and went on to be a very successful salesperson at the MLM company Monet, selling, or Monat, I I think it's probably Monet. I think it's it's M-O-N-E-T? M-O-N-A-T. Monat? I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. MLM. I didn't look it up. It's an MLM. Yeah, I didn't care. Don't care enough. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care enough to pronounce it correctly. But yeah. they mostly sell hair, skin, and wellness products. Mm-hmm. So she was a rep for the brand on both Instagram and TikTok and was doing really well for herself. And on December 20th, 2019, she added to that picture perfect Instagram profile by featuring her wedding to Tom Sharkey. Mm-hmm. So to everyone looking in or looking at her Instagram life, it seemed like the it seemed absolutely perfect, especially mm-hmm. when looking at photos of her and her husband together. Mm-hmm. So, but her life was not as it seemed. So in October of 2020, she visited some friends and some of them had said that the couple didn't seem as close offline as they were online. Mm-hmm. So they went on to say that they thought she seemed scared and worried about her safety. Oh. Some of her closest friends said that they had heard a lot about Tom being abusive to her and Mm. that she had confided in one of them that he liked to strangle her for fun oh my god yep jesus so one friend that she talked to about this said that alexis was scared for her life jesus so her friends were very obviously concerned for her but wanted to be supportive and had done what anyone in their position would have done and they stood by their friend and tried to be there for her as a safety net But Mm -hmm. there wasn't much else that they could do. So on Thanksgiving of that year, Alexis celebrated the holiday with some local friends of hers in Mm -hmm. Houston until around midnight. And then later went out to a bar with a few of them until around 3 a.m. the next morning. Mm -hmm. So one of the people that she met up with uh, went out was a man named DJ Sebastian, Mm -hmm. who was a new friend of hers that she had met earlier in the month on a trip to Mexico. Mm -hmm. So everyone uh, who she spent time with that night said that she seemed like she was having a great time, but after she left the bar around three, that was the last time that any of her friends saw her. Mm, I don't like the way this is going. You shouldn't. Mm. So Friday, November 27th, 2020 was Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Black Friday being one of the biggest sales holidays of the year should have been prime time for Alexis. Mm -hmm. She should have been plugging away with sales posts and raking it all in, Mm -hmm. given that she was very dedicated and very skilled saleswoman for Mm -hmm. Monet. But she didn't make a single post the entire day. Mm -hmm. So knowing their friend's personality, Alexis's friends started to get concerned and began reaching out to her more and more in their group chat but she wasn't responding Mm -hmm. so which they themselves reported was very unlike her as she was always very communicative to them and was very active with contacting all of her friends well and also if she's a social media influencer like she is always has her phone because that's your literal fucking job your phone is your life exactly your profession is online i mean even us it'd be like like with you if you don't respond it's not shocking sometimes you just don't respond but like I always respond. If I yes. don't respond, it's weird because I yes. always have my phone on me. Yeah. So it's one of those like, things. At yeah. one point when you were out and like I knew you were supposed to be coming home at a certain point, like I started calling you and be like, hey, yeah, you didn't answer my message and your yeah. location stopped sharing. Where are you? Are <laughs> yeah. you alive? <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Doing? Like I'm one of those people that if I don't respond to mm-hmm. you, it's especially like during a d- like yeah. everyone knows when I normally go to sleep and when I'm awake. Like mm-hmm. I have a pretty consistent schedule with that. Like if I don't respond, people yeah. are like, what the fuck? Especially if I'm out with someone or if I'm, you know, even if I'm at home, like there have been times when I've been at home mm-hmm. and I haven't responded. You're like, hey, buddy, you good? Yeah. I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So like I- it makes sense that her friends are like that because I'd be yes. that friend if I didn't respond. People would be like, uh, the um, fuck? Hello? Yeah, exactly. So they were all very concerned Mm -hmm. so weirdly however after raising this concern about her ongoing silence throughout a very important business day for her around 5 30 p.m her phone messaged the group chat completely ignoring any of their previous messages and questions simply asking if anyone wanted to go out so her friends did not respond to this message due to being very busy so no plans were made 
But by the next day, when she sent no other messages and wasn't responding to anyone, some of her closest friends began to reach out to her husband, Tom, with their concerns. So Tom, Mm. at first, didn't seem overly concerned, Mm. but claims that the night before, she had left at around 11 Mm p.m. He claimed to one of her friends that they didn't get into a fight, but before leaving, he told her not to drive because she was under the influence and was quoted as saying, she understood me, I understood her. We didn't fight when she left. I just told her she couldn't drive under the influence. She left anyhow. This is where we're at. Mm, So you haven't seen your wife in over 24 hours, probably, and... You're yeah. like, it's fine. Everything's fine. She just drove fine. off when she was drunk. It's fine. Exactly. Uh, So mm. you're cool with your wife just driving drunk and she could have gotten into an accident being mm. lying dead on the side of the road and you yeah. don't fucking care? Yeah. That and the what bothers me the most about that whole quote is this is where we're at. What do you mean? This is where we're at. As if it's like you're you know, talking like, as if you're a police officer being like, this is where we're at in the case. Yeah. Like, um, or what? not even that. Just the like. It's whatever. I was like, this is where we're at. It's cool. What? Who cares? Like, what? No. Why are you asking? It's your Who fucking cares? wife. Like- exactly. Like, this is concerning. Why are you not concerned? Hello? So, this, of course, didn't sit well with her friends, and another friend continued to press him about where she could be, and even had one of her, or even had her boyfriend talk to Tom. So when talking to him, he changed his story and said that he actually was worried about his wife and admitted that they had gotten into an argument before she had left. This call left the friend's boyfriend believing that there was something off about this call. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to Tom, Alexis had told her mom that she had that night that she had gotten into an argument with someone but didn't say with whom. Mm. So before she left, before she basically had no contact with anybody and no one had heard from her, in over 24 hours Mm -hmm. she did tell her mom like that she was in the middle of a fight with someone Mm -hmm. she didn't say that it was her husband she didn't say with who she just said she was in the middle of a fight Mm -hmm. whereas tom for before he changed the story was out here trying to tell all of her friends we didn't fight there was nothing going on she just left she was like drunk but like she left whatever and then finally after her friend's boyfriend being like hey bud like what's really going on that he finally did admit um actually i am kind of concerned and worried about her we did get into a fight but like, like wouldn't you think he would admit that to her friends because her friends yeah. are also fucking worried about her like that's yes suspect behavior sir yes. what also is it pisses me off because it's like okay so you can tell the truth to some man who doesn't really yes. know or to isn't a concerned about your wife but not your wife's friends or family yes so it's okay you don't respect women cool, cool no cool, 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 cool. love love it fine love it So Tom at this point still had not reported her missing and had not contacted the police with his concerns. But by that Saturday, after she did not show up to the girls' night plans that had previously been made and again wasn't answering any messages, her friends decided that they had had enough of not knowing where she was and of Tom not reporting that. Um, So her friends then reached out to her mom, Stacy, and informed her of their concerns. Mm -hmm. So by the time they finally informed her mom of their concerns, Stacy herself had already reached out to Tom and he had told her that her daughter was missing and said that he had contacted the police. But it was her friends that called the police and filed the missing persons report. So so wait, hold on. Yeah. Let, me, let me rewind just because I haven't taken my meds today. I want to yeah. confirm. So so her friends reached out to her mom. Yeah. And there were and she her mom was like, Well, her husband said she was missing and he reported it. Yeah. And they're basically they're reaching out to her mom because he's not reporting it. Yeah. He's saying that he's not concerned, like any of these things, basically, that they're concerned that he's not doing anything about it. So they reach out to her mom being like, Can you report her missing? Like Mm-hmm. were concerned had she talked to you any of that and the mom's like what are you talking about he already told me that she's missing and that he reported it what do you mean like you're concerned because tom's not reporting it he told me that he reported it mm-hmm. and he still didn't her friends then did liar yeah that's fucking suspect. so fucking weird so fucking weird Mm-mm. so police then came to the sharky's houston home to complete the report and to confirm that she wasn't at the home mm-hmm. so when they were there they talked to tom about what had happened when he last saw her and at first he claimed that they had had no argument but when his wife left around 11 p.m on the 27th that she had left barefoot without her phone and in a black car that he assumed was from a car service so okay um first of all you mm-hmm. don't leave her like 
the number one thing, uh, why would she leave without her fucking phone? She's a yep. fucking influencer. Yep. Like that is her lifeline, and that's anyone's yes. lifeline. Even we're not influencers, and no. we have our phone on us constantly. Like even if I leave it in another room, like where the fuck is my phone? Yep. Like I constantly, my phone is glued to my hip. Yep. Like I'm not like, and she she seems like that type person. Yeah. Barefoot. What time of year is this, by the way? Uh, it is in Texas, but it's Thanksgiving. Like, but still, basically. like, in, in yeah. the past couple of years, Texas has been a little cold. Yeah. Like, and even if no you... No shoes on. And here's my thing. And, like, yeah. for us, like, maybe 60 degrees, we can walk outside, no shoes, and we'll be fine. Yeah. But, like, Texas, 60 degrees is, like, our 30. Yep. Like, it's fucking cold for them. Yeah. So they'd wear fucking shoes. And she has her own fucking car. Yeah. Like... Why is she getting... Well, it could be fine if you're getting in a car service, you intend and you plan on going out, drinking, mm-hmm. whatever. But why would you order a car service but not take your phone? And not and not wear shoes. And not wear shoes. Exactly. Well, none of this makes sense. Like, I don't know why the driver would even let you in the car with no shoes. Exactly. But, like, where would you be going? If you're planning enough to order a car service because you don't want to drink and drive or you're already drunk and you want to go somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. Why would you not have shoes on exactly. to wherever you're going? Exactly. And there's no way you're going to leave your phone. Exactly. No way. So doesn't make fucking nope. sense. Makes no sense. So, but then when the officers question why she would leave barefoot mm-hmm. and why he was unconcerned about that, he then changed his story and said that she was wearing running shoes when she left. Mm. That Then they also questioned why a woman whose whole life was her social media accounts would leave behind her phone. Exactly. He again then flip-flopped and said, no, 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 she did take her phone. And it was definitely a car service she left in because he watched uh, her route on the app on his phone for a while until he lost them. Which, like, why would you be able to? If she unless ordered from her or- phone. Yeah. Unless you ordered it on your account, why would you be able to see mm-hmm. the route of her in this car service? Yeah. Also, there would be a record then of the car service. Mm-hmm. And also, like, none of this makes yeah. any fucking sense. Like, what do you mean you lost it, the route? How do you lose a route? Yeah. It's the route's completed or it's not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just stop. Mm-hmm. So... Police, of course, found the story to be very odd, but tried to continue on with investigating Alexis's disappearance. So very sadly, just a day later, on November 28th, Alexis's body was discovered on the side of the road near her home. She was visibly nude, but had no visible wounds on her body that could immediately point to her cause of death. Jesus. So police stated that they believed that her body had probably been there since the night before, and that they did not believe that her body was dumped the day it was found. Okay. Yeah, so they believe that... But no one saw it. No, that no one saw it, but they did not believe that by, I guess, like, the 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 level of decomp and, like... The lividity or whatever. And probably, unfortunately, scary, gross to say, but, like, insects, Mm -hmm. things like that, that probably it wasn't a recent dump Mm -hmm. that someone had done this overnight, Mm -hmm. but that the body had been there a while. Mm -hmm. A while. But they also stated that they believed that they may not, that that may not have been the spot at which she died. So they believed that this was, that she had died somewhere else and Mm -hmm. had been dumped there. Okay. And that they did not believe that she walked to the discovery site of her own accord, making them believe that it was definitely a dump job. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think they were thinking by saying this was that maybe Tom was going to try to use the story that she got Mm -hmm. there on her, like that this was the car service that dropped her off or whatever at this specific spot. And like maybe it was a driver who who dropped her off and killed her there exactly Mm -hmm. or that she that the whole car service thing was a lie maybe she went on Mm -hmm. a run because she was wearing running shoes they don't Mm -hmm. believe that she died at the spot nor did she bring herself to the spot Mm -hmm. that someone had killed her and then left her there Mm -hmm. so they also pointed out that there had been no attempts to conceal the body whatsoever so the next day, Tom came down to the station and positively identified the body that was discovered as his wife, Alexis Sharkey. Mm-hmm. So after the discovery, Tom went on to social media and thanked Alexis's followers for helping give any information that they had had, for making any attempts to spread awareness of Alexis's disappearance, and for any help that they had given in looking for her. Mm-hmm. So he also went on to state in these posting that these postings that he had been receiving hate comments and condemned the comments and other messages that he had been receiving that he deemed to be hateful and accusatory. So in a message that is supposed to be about thanking her followers or people for looking for her or trying to aid in finding her before she was discovered dead, he also then went on to be like, how dare all of you accuse me of things? I literally, this, the fucking audacity of this man yep. is like, it's out of the fucking roof. Like, 
it's like abuser times 10 yep. narcissist times 10 it's like mm-hmm. hey my wife is dead boo hoo boo hoo how dare you fucking accuse me of shit it's like mm-hmm. why do you have to turn the fucking table on back onto you yep. when you're talking about your dead fucking wife exactly like we're not talking about you Jesus. right now like could you have that be like a follow-up maybe exactly if you're so concerned or like you're saying the whole like because i had to recently on our own social media accounts basically have to say be like we're not gonna harass mm-hmm. the families of victims mm-hmm. and say shitty things to victims families because mm-hmm. you know they have a dead family member and that's mm-hmm. already enough mm-hmm. but I can understand and respect if a family has to then say, like, hey, you guys need to be respectful to us and mm-hmm. give us some space. We are grieving. That's one thing. That is one thing. But to literally be outright, like, in the same post to be like, thank you guys for all your help. And fuck you to the ones who aren't helping and who are accusing me of shit and saying that I'm acting weird when I am acting weird. Like, it's not about you, dude. Can we Exactly. Like, one at a time. Not here. everything's about you. Not everything's about you. And also, like, can we just do this one at a time here? Can you just, like, yes, thank exactly. people before you're, like, haters? Exactly. Like, shut up. So he then also did an interview with ABC 13 News mm-hmm. where he claimed that people online were speculating that perhaps Alexis was divorcing him or that they had fought a lot or had a bad marriage and that he was very upset about this. And in this interview, he claimed that they were not splitting up that they had had a very happy marriage before her death, but that although Alexis seemed like she had it all together online, she wasn't as happy as her social media had made her seem. Mm -hmm. So he said in this interview that her disappearance and then death had left him emotionally destroyed. But you weren't worried about her disappearance at all. Okay, sure, bud. Okay, but... Yeah, that basically in this interview was trying to say that, like, people are saying all these rumors or saying that we were splitting up or that our marriage is bad. We had a great marriage. It wasn't that our marriage was bad. It was just Alexis was unhappy. Also, um, sorry, I feel like someone would be unhappy if you were getting if you were getting strangled for fucking fun. Yep. Which also, like, why are you placing blame onto her? She was just murdered and you're mm. out here just being like, oh, she, like, seemed like she was super unhappy online. Like, it wasn't our marriage that was bad. She was just an unhappy person. They're like sure jan sure okay like maybe the marriage was bad and that caused the unhappiness. right like hello also like why you gotta put out her business like that and sit there and try to be like no it wasn't our marriage our marriage was perfect it was just her like mm, mm-hmm. sure like okay maybe you did have a bad marriage and you weren't very supportive maybe you were the bad part of the reason about the, the bad marriage like exactly. maybe you're like, the reason it was bad yeah maybe she's not so happy because of you but so at this time, the police had still not only not ruled a cause of death for Alexis, but they had also not named her matter of death. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they were just investigating. They had not claimed that this was accidental, suicide, mm-hmm. or homicide at this time. Mm-hmm. But Stacey Robinholt, Alexis's mother, did go on to tell the media that although the police had not released anything yet, she believed that her daughter was murdered. Mm-hmm. So police could not confirm or deny the suspicion at this moment because the autopsy results had not been finalized mm-hmm. yet. So two weeks after Alexis's death and discovery, Tom left Texas. Literally just left. Yep. His wife has been murdered. Two weeks. Just leaves. No funeral yet? No funeral yet. Just leaves. Um, yep. Okay. Sure. So the medical examiner claimed that Tom failed to make any kind of funeral arrangements. So they then named Alexis's mother as her legal next of kin so that a funeral could be arranged. Yeah. Which like, yep. He basically just like, which when a suspicious death happens, the police do have to investigate it. So it does go, the body does go into police custody for mm-hmm. a period of time. But if they identify the person, it then, after the autopsy, the things that they have to do, it is the responsibility Mm -hmm. then of the next of kin to take the body to funeral homes, things like Mm -hmm. that, to do all of the arrangements. It's not the state's job to then make all of those arrangements. No, not at all. So if you literally, your wife has been murdered, you just leave two weeks later and like just dump the body on the medical examiner and it's like, you fucking figure it out and like just leaves i fucking i so fucking can't up. dude i can't so inappropriate so i'm very glad that they were able to legally identify yes. another yep. next of kin so mm-hmm. she could have what she deserves mm-hmm. which is a proper funeral mm-hmm. and burial but yeah he literally was just like i don't want to do that not answering the medical examiner not doing any of the shit you're supposed to do when you have a family member who has like passed just, away and i get like if like and I get him not giving a fuck because he's the abuser and I'm assuming yep. he fucking killed her. But, like, also, like, wouldn't you try to make, like, a little bit 
of an effort to be like, oh, woe is me. My mm-hmm. wife is dead. Like, wouldn't you think you would fucking do that? That's yeah. what I would do. I'd be like, wouldn't Not you that try? I would kill someone. Yeah, I'd be like, wouldn't you try a little harder to like put exactly. on a facade here? But nope, he just straight up just fucking left. Asshole. So her mother then arranged a private funeral that Tom was not invited to Good. and he did not attend. Good. So he was then asked why he continued to deflect and kept blaming that everyone was wrong and that he and Alexis were never divorcing and that he would just let it all play out. Yeah. And we're like, what do you mean let it all play out? Um, That now people are accusing you and thinking that you killed your wife and you can't even be bothered to stay in town two weeks after she's been murdered. You can't be bothered to do a funeral. You can't be bothered to show up. You can't be bothered to even report her missing when it happened. And you're just like, oh, yeah, you guys are all just making up rumors and shit. And like that you're just like trying to start drama. I'll just let it all play out. I ain't going to say shit. You'll all see. I... You're a narcissist. Yep, like just absolutely like, crazy. You're, you're not the you're not the end all be all. His name's Tom, right? Yep. You're not the end all be all, Tom. Like go f- go fucking sit mm-hmm. on it and twist. Yeah. Like go fuck yourself, dude. Go fuck yourself, dude. Like there's no fucking reasonable reason to behave this no, way. No, not at all. And this does not show me at all that you are someone who loved her no. in any way, shape, or form. No. And even if even if he wasn't the person who killed her, like yep. the fact that he just left and he didn't even bother her funeral arrangements, nope. that is such a big disrespect to her as a person. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucking dare you? Just absolutely Insane. disgusting. Insanely disgusting. Insanely awful. So it was then in January of 2021 that the autopsy resu- results came back and they ruled that her cause of death was homicide by strangulation. Mm. So police did also say that they had found evidence that the couple had been divorcing or dividing their financial aspect or assets mm-hmm. right before Alexis's death. Mm-hmm. So leading police to believe that they were divorcing or potentially legally separating mm-hmm. slash ending their marriage before her murder. Mm-hmm. So he's out here sitting there. I'll just let it all play out. You guys are all wrong. You're just making up rumors that we were splitting up, blah, blah, blah. But they were legally dividing their financial assets. Yeah. Like before her death. It, mm, That's not and this usually... is not a case of like, hey, I want to keep my private stuff close to the chest because of social media. Like that is no. not this is not that case. Nope. She was like, always a part of social media during their entire marriage. And also that, like, during their entire marriage, like, or when, at the start of their marriage, they merged all assets. Exactly. So then, why would you be dividing up all assets unless... Unless it wasn't working Yeah, unless it wasn't working. And it's not like there was any kind of legal stuff going on to make that make sense. Like, because, yes, there are some people who do stay married, but, like, if one of them is going through legal Mm. troubles, splits everything and puts everything in the other person's name, Mm. shit like that, which is kind of, like, fucked up legal maneuvers, Mm. but happens. Oh, yeah, yep. Nope. So... Fucking asshole. So police continued to make multiple attempts to contact Tom and to try to further their investigation. But it wasn't until August of 2021. So literally in January, they ruled that it wait, was a said, homicide. Wait, you said 2021 is when the autopsy came out? Yes, because she January. died in November, late November of 2020. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yes. sorry. I thought you were saying. Yeah. I thought for some reason you said January 2022, and then you went back to August no. 21, and I was like, the fuck. No. Okay, sorry. Yeah. January 2021, they ruled that it was homicide. Mm-hmm. They had been contacting him that entire time, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until August of 2021, mm-hmm. so eight, eight months, months later. later, that he agreed that he would meet the police for a formal interview and give a DNA sample. She died in November. The death was ruled homicide in January. He was refusing and was not going to meet them to give DNA or a formal statement until August of 2021. Which that so t- that like, would be like nine months after her murder. It's one of those things where like I I you know I understand yeah. why innocent people don't want to talk to the cops. I yep. get it, but also if just you're innocent, go give your fucking DNA. If you're innocent, just talk to the fucking cops. Bring a yep. lawyer. Do what you have to do. Yep. But bring fucking cops. Yeah. Like, or bring bring a fucking lawyer. Go talk yeah. to the fucking cops. Literally, like I'm also an advocate of someone don't. Don't talk to police without an attorney. Mm-hmm. Yep, period. I agree. Point blank, period. But like you could have had an attorney this entire time and actually given a statement, done any of these things, acted like you gave a fuck. It seems like you have enough fucking money too. No. Oh yeah. But so then, however, August rolled or rolled by and he never showed up. So he said in August he'd come, do all that, mm-hmm. never shows up. So Jesus. 
On September 29th, police sought out a warrant for his arrest for Alexis's murder as he was the only person that would have means, motive, and opportunity to kill her. Yep. So they claimed that he had been untruthful and evasive with police and that they had found that he had had a history of domestic violence. Mm. So they were granted the warrant but were unable to execute this warrant because they couldn't find him. Mm. So... But on October 5th, 2021, police caught wind that Tom was living with his daughter in Fort Myers, Florida, mm-hmm. and set out to execute the warning. The warrant. So, trigger warning for this. Very sorry. Mm-hmm. But on October 6th, at around 1 p.m., Tom learned of his impending arrest, and while police were on their way to enter the home, he ran up the stairs and shot himself. Jesus. So, at this time, Alexis's death is still legally considered unresolved, but mm-hmm. her family, friends, and police wholeheartedly believed that Tom killed her due to a domestic violence situation and that he had taken his own life to continue to evade justice. Uh, no, I completely agree. I 100% agree. Like, the fa- and the, it, it makes yeah. blatant sense. Like, and I think him, him dying by suicide, that is, you know... That's his way of not having to... Deal and to me that's that's the biggest confession to me yeah whenever someone does that biggest confession yeah because no. why else would you do that if, like yes unless and you, you were, were already evading police this whole time yes it's been nine months since her murder mm-hmm. and you were refusing to even do a mm-hmm. formal statement so then by october so nearly almost a year after you murdered her you have been evading police. You've been hiding out. No one knows where you're living. You fled the area of where it happened. Mm-hmm. Literally all signs point to you. You're the only person with means, Jesus. motives, and opportunity. You had a history of strangling her for fun, and mm-hmm. she died by strangulation. Who the fuck else would it be but you? Exactly. And obviously, he did not want to face the consequences of no. his own actions. He did not want to deal with any of it and took his own life to mm-hmm. not have to deal mm-hmm. with his shit that's fucking ridiculous i fucking yeah i hate abusers mm-hmm. so much yeah i like every every yes. every like I, and I said this recently to someone like every time i hear of an abuser i'm always like i think i've heard it that's it you know what i mean yeah. i've heard that's it like i've heard all, heard it all and like not that this is like something brand new like i've heard yeah. shit like this before but just like every time i hear it, i'm like like what? Ah, why? Like yeah. it just—it uh, it literally get- makes no fucking sense yeah. to me. Like I have never been so mad at someone in my life for for whatever reason, mm-hmm. even if they've done me wrong. And I've had people do me really fucking dirty recently. Yes. Like I have not been so mad at my ex where I've wanted to fucking kill him. Yeah. My family has been. I haven't been. Yeah. Because I I'm not driven to that point of fucking violence. No. Then like you 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 made a very valid point today. Like when we were talking about the Hannah Landon case yeah. and the response that we had to that Hannah yes. Landon case, that has to be in you as a person nothing in my being would ever want me make me want to kill a kid are you fucking kidding me yeah you you mm. which to kind of explain what tori's talking about there so we recently got a very weird comment on Mm -hmm. our social media um for a case that i had covered which was the bella bella fontanelle murder by her dad's girlfriend hannah landon Mm -hmm. Normally, I usually, like, would say that any kind of, like, social media hate or, like, Mm. bad comments we just ignore, don't really deal with them, things like that. But this comment really rubbed me the wrong way because they Mm. were basically trying to say that the mother of this murdered child was just as equally responsible Mm -hmm. for this murder for being rude or having a bad relationship with the murderer. Mm. 100% entirely disagree and basically told this person that I disagree because, one, one of the things we're not going to do or support on Mm. any of our social medias or through this is the shaming of victims' families because they're already going through something awful. Even if her mother was the literal fucking devil, I'm not going to say that this woman Mm -mm. is responsible or was deserving of having her child murdered. The only time I would ever say that is if in a case like with the Gabriel Fernandez case. Where she's like, the one who murdered her. Yeah, but like that or woman made, doesn't. Yeah, yeah no. that woman doesn't deserve any fucking thing under no. the sun. But like, literally, there's nothing Mm-mm. any person can do that would deserve to have their child murdered and mm-hmm. then dropped off at their house. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. And I don't. My personal take on it was one of two things: that clearly Hannah Landon, as a person, there was no like the mom pushed her to do this. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. There's nothing anyone can do to push you to that place. That has to already exist inside of mm-hmm. you. As well as, in my view, if the mom did dislike her, maybe it's because she had her number from the start and that mm-hmm. she knew that this person was capable of hurting her child. There are times when 
people don't get over their ex moving on mm. and can be shitty to people for no good reason mm. that then dates their ex-partner. That's shitty. It's kind of fucked up, immature. Mm. However, it does occur. But there's also something to be said that parents do want to protect their children. Yes. And potentially, maybe it wasn't a case of... Like, yeah, it can sometimes happen of, like, the jealousy of your ex moving on mm-hmm. when you have children together. But also, it could be that they just genuinely don't like the idea mm-hmm. of someone that is not the biological parent parenting their kid. Well, and, or maybe yeah. someone is not safe. Not everybody is a great judge of character. And unfortunately, clearly, Bella's mm-hmm. father was not a great judge of character mm-hmm. and dated for several years a person that would then do this to his baby. Mm-hmm. Not going to say that it's his fault at all. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's not at fault there. He couldn't have possibly known that mm-hmm. the person that he fell in love with would do something this horrible. Yeah. How could he have known that? However, maybe the mother had instincts mm-hmm. here and thought that this wasn't a safe person. Yeah. And like, also they have the right to say that. Mm-hmm. I know if it was me and I was that child's mother mm-hmm. and in these kind of situations, because for before my brother's significant other had passed, mm-hmm. I did think that potentially they were going to split up mm-hmm. and that both of them would have to figure out a good way. And mm-hmm. that I was trying to talk to my brother in a way to figure mm-hmm. out how to mediate and say, you guys need to set ground rules mm-hmm. about your dating partner if you guys go on to date other people mm-hmm. being around your child. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I know that number one, unless you've literally been with this person for several years, you know you're going to marry this person. They're not like, if I'm in that situation, they're not meeting my kid. Yep. No stranger is meeting my kid. I mm-hmm. don't give a shit. No person that I'm dating is going to have a relationship mm-hmm. with my kid unless I know it's a permanent one. Mm-hmm. Period. Agreed. Because you're not doing this in and no. out, in and out bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. And well, and I remember my thought from earlier. So I, I was thinking like, even if Bella's mom was the scum of the fucking earth and was yeah. such a dick to Hannah, like m- my first reaction and wouldn't be to hurt someone, obviously. But if I wanted to hurt someone, I would hurt the mom first. Yeah. I would not kill the daughter. Like yes. you... There was obvious, and I think you know because this daughter, like I'm, I'm sure Hannah saw a lot of Bella's mom in Bella and was like, I want to fucking end this and hurt this bitch as much as possible. Yeah, and that's not fucking okay. No, like she held resentment towards this six year old for shit that her mom, quote unquote, possibly did to her. Yeah, which that's so fucked up. Like, and my point that I had made was that. Hannah was the adult, and the fact of the matter is, is although she was dating this person that she loved, he was never not going to be a father. Exactly. The right thing to do would have been to walk away. If you're saying that she was pushed there by narcissistic abuse and things like that, she should have walked away. This person then tried to say that, like, oh, have you ever dated someone with kids? That's just not something you do. Well, maybe that's something you should do mm-hmm. if that's the problem. Do not date someone with kids unless you're yeah. ready to have that yeah. person's kids, p- other parent, in your life forever like if you if you become different if you become a step parent you not only and something my parents have always said like when you marry someone you don't just marry them you marry their family yes and i'm going to take it a step further and say when you marry someone with kids you don't marry just them just their family just their kids you marry their kids parents as well because at the end of the day you're going to deal with them whether they're Mm -hmm. like you said good bad or indifferent you're gonna be dealing with them for the rest of their fucking life exactly they're never not going to be like i was talking to someone about it as well who is divorced Mm -hmm. and has children and has different partners had a different partner than and has mm-hmm. had partners throughout their life after post marriage that have also had children from mm-hmm. other previous relationships. That's never gonna not Mm-mm. be a thing. Like that's something that I was explaining to my brother when mm-hmm. his partner before they had died, that if they split up, they're still always gonna be in each other's mm-hmm. lives and have to be able to be peaceful and mm-hmm. good with each other because they have a child together exactly your your kid could be 40 and you're still going to be interacting mm-hmm. with your ex mm-hmm. because you have a kid together mm-hmm. that's just how it is exactly so like yeah. all this to say to kind of wrap yes. back up to this case like we're not going to be shitty to victims families. no and we're also like if i'm i'm of the belief that mm-hmm. like if you do something out of nowhere it has always been in you yes. like it's not like a okay i had a mental break snap yep. killed somebody that does happen but here's the kicker like i could snap i would never kill someone yeah you know what i mean like i would exactly. never kill someone i would i would first take my own life before mm-hmm. hurting somebody else yeah you know what i mean like it's very like you always you have had that in you push someone to anything yes and in this case in particular he clearly wanted to harm and mm-hmm. was 
always working up to killing his partner. Like, we've talked before about, like, if someone has strangled you to the point of unconsciousness, that there is a very, very, it, like, increases your risks of lethality by, like, hundreds of percent. Mm -hmm. Because if they, yeah. and that's one of those things, like, if someone hits you, okay, like, not, not okay, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if someone hits you, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to kill you. But if they put their hands around your yeah. throat and they squeeze it, they strangle you, if they restrict your breathing, they're they yes. they do not care about your life no. they will kill you they if and that's why when i tell people like oh he, like i had a, i talked to a client last night and <laughs> we were talking about bringing her to our safe house she's like oh he's strangling me but i didn't pass out that does not matter he the puts his hand could. around yeah. your throat and he squeezes and he does that maliciously and not consensually yep. uh-uh that means this person does not give a you. fuck about you yep. and in that moment he did not give a fuck if he killed you or not even yes. if it was a quote-unquote heat of the moment yep. i have never been in the heat of the moment with someone i've never physically put my hands on someone when yep. i'm upset with them and i have never you know wanted to be like yep. let me fucking restrict this person's breath yeah like and doing that for fun yeah like okay and i'm not gonna sit here and say like you know yeah choking can be consensual in, yes. in certain aspects but the way alexis yes. was describing it to her friends was this was not a consensual experience exactly. and that this was something that was happening to her not with her exactly exactly and yeah. that's something i think i also want to make very clear is that there are some yes. people that i've talked to in the field or when I'm working yeah. with them being like, you know, when we had sex, like I was into consensual choking. So I think he maybe thought I was okay with it all the time. No, 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 no. 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 Because here's, here's the fucking kicker. Yes. I like, I will. Situational. I will. Things are situational. There's situational consent. I yes. will consent to someone slapping my ass in front of my friends in my own home. But not naked, obviously. Yeah. That sounded weird. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if someone I'm dating comes by and slaps my ass in my home, I'm fine with that. I'm not cool with that out in public. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fine. like I, I'm not yeah. cool with someone Absolutely. doing certain shit. Consent I'm, is always situational. Exactly. I may consent to having sex with someone in the privacy of my own home. I do not consent to having sex with someone in public. Exactly. Like, that is exactly. entirely different things. And th this is one of those situations where also I would like to very much say, and I know we made this point before, but if you have people or loved ones in your life that tell you that they are afraid yes. of their partner or that they are afraid, please take them seriously. Mm -hmm. It sounds like her friends very much did. They just didn't know what to do or mm -hmm. how to help her. And they were just trying to be there for her and we're not shaming friends and at all not shaming them at all because this was not on them and they because, were doing everything they could and the amount of calls and yeah. i know you've you've done this yes. you've gotten these calls too the amount of calls i've gotten in my time as an advocate has been insane with people being like my friends in an abusive relationship i don't know what to do for them yeah. i can't make them leave and you can only do so much as yes. a friend and we're not saying you know that her friends could have done anything more like they no. did everything they knew how to do there's no harm in reaching out asking for help for somebody else obviously yes. they need those they need the person's consent we've talked about this before like yeah. i can't call on Taze behalf and be like I, she needs help she's in an abusive relationship yep. i i can't like she i can't make her get services yes. but i can reach out and be like hey and as much as like yep. we joke and we what used to yeah. bitch about those calls sometimes yes. like you're well, allowed to reach out and ask for resources yes. and be like what do i do what do i say to this person what can i tell them exists out there and one of the best things that we would even say is like they don't have to make the decision to leave mm -hmm. this person right now, but we can still give them counseling. Mm -hmm. We can still help them out. Mm -hmm. We can still safety plan. We can still make an exit plan if they want to. And we can make a plan to keep them as safe as possible while they're yep. still there. And that is a big part of our job. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that people don't, and we brought up before, like people will ask mm -hmm. for, you know, yeah. shelter for a friend or even the person themselves will ask for shelter. And like, that's all they want. And, you know, sometimes like it's, we're unable to provide that. And, yeah. you know, sometimes even just having someone to listen to yes. is, you know, I've had people where I've talked to them for an hour and a half on the phone. And I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, like, do you want a counseling appointment? They're like, no, like, I'm not ready for that step yet. I just need yeah. someone to I, like, mm -hmm. this is my first time even telling someone that I got hit. Yeah. Like, that's okay as well. You know yes. what I mean? And so I feel like, I, I feel like her friends did so, everything yeah. right. It's just, unfortunately, I don't think Alexis knew full, like, was clearly trying to get out and then was harmed. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the sad part is, like, she just didn't necessarily have the legal interventions or things in place to keep her physically safe. Yeah. But she was clearly trying to leave. And that brings up the point of that the most dangerous time yes. in abusive relationships is when you're leaving because this person no longer has control over you. I'm That's why lose. everything gets more deadly. Well, and it's also it's hard, too, because not only mm -hmm. was she trying to leave and she probably yeah. was worried about you know finances whatever yeah. but she also she was public with this yes. and i know myself going through a recent long-term breakup like it wasn't abusive i wasn't fleeing but you know there's that aspect mm -hmm. of like 
how long have you been with this person? In my mm-hmm. case, it was four years. Like, be with this person for four years, and then all of a sudden, they're not in your life anymore, and you have people that, like, even yeah. today, it, we're, we're probably going to see people today I haven't seen in, mm-hmm. like, six, seven months, and they're probably yeah. going to be like, oh, how was this person? I'm not with them anymore. Yep. It's and, and that's just me on a small scale. Even yeah. for fuck's sake, like, I remember, like, right, the episode we recorded when I said I was single again, like, I was nervous as fuck to post that. Yeah. Because it's just, like, I talked about this person so much and we started this podcast mm-hmm. at the urging of this person kind of like yeah. he pushed me to, to, to do a lot of good things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it's hard to, when you make it, people don't know what goes on in the inside of your house until mm-hmm. that breakup happens or until unfortunately something like this happens. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you knew what was going on in a relationship better than anybody else. Like yeah. you knew, but to everybody else, when I told people they're like, Oh my God, I'm shocked. Exactly. But and you weren't because yeah. you knew, you yes. know what I mean? And I think that like, take that and move that to a grander scale where you're a fucking social yeah. media influencer. Oh and my God. Everybody has questions. You don't know what to say, things like that. I think the only thing that could have prevented this from happening is maybe having him already out of the house or yeah. having already moved before trying to divide assets Agreed. because it was very clear that this person was not accepting and was not going to be okay mm-hmm. with a, a breakup. And that's not on her. No, that's definitely to prevent that's that. Him. That's just maybe future advice mm-hmm. for others in these situations. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, none of this is on her. Mm-mm. He chose no. to hurt her and mm-hmm. he's a fucked up, horrible person mm-hmm. who abused his partner this entire time. And weird thing to point out but also pisses me off a lot this person cared about her so little not only that he murdered her but that he dumped her naked body Mm -hmm. like you don't even have yeah you don't even have the decency to have her get to have the last bit of privacy Mm -hmm. to her own body Mm -hmm. yep on a public road just fucking dumped her exactly and treated her like literal trash she's so upsetting to me put her on the side of the road so she would look like she was roadkill yeah which is like what a fucked up thought process like, are you so fucking horrible. kidding me? Just Jesus. absolutely horrific to me, The this entire case. Very upsetting. And it's very upsetting that it's completely unresolved, that it will never mm-hmm. legally be resolved because the person who clearly was responsible is... Now dead. Now dead yeah. because they didn't want to take mm-hmm. accountability or give her family even the peace of knowing mm-hmm. what happened. And I'm sure he didn't even leave a note where he's like, I no. did it. No, Just the nothing. police were literally coming to get him and he ran up the stairs and did it. <laughs> yeah. Hate it. Hate it. Hate him. Hate it. Hate, hate it. This hate whole it, case. Sorry, guys, it. but uh, I feel like listening. we're we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of DV heavy cases now yeah. and like abuse cases. I'm working on a case and it is a very tough one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be if not two one part two parts. It is very tough. I'm like a quarter of the way through and I'm ar- I've already had to take breaks. Like I have. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a rough one. It's one. you might hear us cry on it. It's the yeah. Oh, I'm gonna cry. I, yeah, I hate this case. Yeah. So um, if you want to follow along with us and, you know, see what other episodes we have, all that fun stuff, you can follow us on Instagram at Figures in the Dark. You can follow us on Twitter at Figures in the Dark, but dark spelled D-R-K. You can like us on Facebook, share our page, send us a message at Figures in the Dark. You can also send us an email with your case suggestions, your spooky stories, and pictures of your cat's mental health check-ins at Figures in the Dark Podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you guys. And as always, beware the figures in the dark. All right. Bye. Bye.